All right, guys, this is just a little impromptu throw-together podcast that myself and the one and only Titanic are doing. We're going to share some war stories with everybody. Let me get him up here where the microphone can hear him good. Go ahead with your story before we... Okay, so like I was saying, I got a phone call one time, and it was Moondog Spot. He said, hey, do you want to be... I was like... Yeah. He's like, well, okay, well, get you some jeans cut up and stuff. Maybe me at this place. You can just ride in with us because he was cooking at that at this bar. Did he own that he bar? He didn't own the bar. But he he cooked at it? And so I was like, okay. So I showed up. I didn't have no guarantee or nothing. So we're riding. I'm in, I'm in the back of the van just riding. And I'm like, so I guess this would probably be a good question to ask a while back. But who are we wrestling for? Right. He goes, well, we're wrestling for brick walls. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. He goes, yeah, we're going to wrestle uh, brick house and a uh, guy he trained. Named Babyface. Tall, slender, I real, real skinny. But he was, he, was, he had a nice picture. Right. I love her. Good guy. I don't have my contacts. I don't have contacts. So you fighting blind. So we all know I'm blind. I can see a body. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how far that body is away from me and stuff. <laughs> but we're fixing to go do full out moon dogs. So I'm sitting there just, in, you know, just people are coming up to me and hanging out. So, so I didn't know half the fucking But, like, you know, a name you brought up while ago, Cowboy Chris Frazier, he was like, which I knew him from coming to. So I went ahead and was just introduced myself as Titanic because that was why I always went by, other than, you know, the few months I went as the love boat. And so we're sitting there, Brickhouse comes up to me and goes, How you doing, kid? I said, I'm all right. And he goes, I like it. I like it tight. I'm like, I do too. He goes, <laughs> no, no. He, then he turns around. I was like, and then he like grabbed me by my arm. And he goes, I like it tight. I'm like, oh. Oh, I can give, I can give this to anybody you want. <laughs> And which, if you ask anybody, everybody was pretty much a lot. Right. So I turned around. We got out there and was both outside. We're in Brownsville, Tennessee, in the gym. Not very many white people there. Right. 
So, we're in our match, and dog hands me in. I lock up a brick. I can't get up a brick in the corner. And I checked him right in the jaw. Ah, right, kid, loosen up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the shit hits fan during the match and everything. We all would go out to a full out brawl. Chairs, dresses, food, everything. The moon dog way. We ended up in the crowd. I take a chair, I take a chair, you know, jab, do it, gut with it. Put his elbow in the way. And I hit the tip of his elbow with that chair. Oh, shit. His, his elbow swelled up. And by the time we, we got done, we had started a, a damn ride. And people were trying to get into the back. Get your shit. Get out of here. And we had, there was a, the chief of police come up to us. It was like big old, four big old muscled up, uh, corn fed motherfuckers. He's like, I'm the chief of police. We're going to escort you out this town. <laughs> they, they see you, they see your dog from Buddy. We're going to get down to town. And they fought, uh, people were following us and shit. We're driving as fast as we can to get away. We finally, we get back to the bar there, feet wall, it's on the house. I was like, all right, he goes, just make sure you don't drink too much where you can't drive home. Right. I said, okay. And he's, he tried to turn around a block. I think that was the first time I was actually scared. For my life. And he's like, that was fun. I'm like, yeah, when are we going back? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Very good. Because I didn't go back to Brownsville until I went with Derek well, a couple years ago. Right. <laughs> when I say Coco. That's right. I remember that. Um, I had a moment like that. Um, sort of similar. I mean, I ended up going back because we were there every week. I was working for FTW. Sarge was booking. Yeah. Him and um, I think Mark Justice might have been helping book and Mad Money Mike. Now, what did, what did Mark and when did owned by Mark? Mike? It may have been. It may have been owned by Mark and Mike. I may be wrong. It may have been so owned by them and Sarge was booking it. They may have. You're right. I think you're right. But they moved I'm on. Get a hold of Mark. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the full details because I was only with FTW a, like a, for a cup of coffee. I was only there for maybe a month long, month and a half long deal. And uh, then I got brought back. Actually, no, I think I was there for maybe three months because during that time, I worked with, I worked a little bit with Shannon Lee, and then I did a match with Arnez, and I did a match with Psycho, which was one of the best matches 
in my opinion, that I had gotten to do at that time. And then Is that if, the picture that I've seen of you? Yes, Psycho? where me and him were standing off. Um, yeah. We had a first blood match, and we had a bet going on in that match. Uh, this is just a little sidebar, but we had a bet going on in that match. He had a Guitar Hero guitar, and he was going to break that motherfucker over my head. So I know that I have concussions. I know that I've had concussions. That brings on why I'm going to a neurologist and being tested for CTE and all the other shit that I'm dealing with today. But um, he's it's got this. Work, right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. He's like, I got this Guitar Hero. I think I can break it over your head. I said, okay, whatever. I think they ended up paying us more money because we broke the Guitar Hero guitar over my head. But, um, man, me and Psycho, literally, I was scared to death. First time I'd ever been in the ring with him. I'd always been told he was stiff. I'd tagged with him before. He's heavy. He never hurt me. I never felt him. He's a heavy guy. I mean, he's just a heavy guy. And he looked like he could kill you, but he was... The first time I met him, let me tell you this. The first time I met him, I was probably maybe 16, 17 at the time. Right. We're on Bill Street at the New Daisy. Him and Juicy Johnny Morton are tagging. Well, me and Johnny always had this thing when I was the ref. If I screwed him over, he'd hit me with a hoovy driver at the end of the match. So he hits me with a hoovy driver. Next thing I know, this big motherfucker psycho is like coming at me with a leg drop. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. I'm laying there. Huh? You just don't feel it. I didn't feel shit. I was like, did he hit me? Where'd he go? I was like, what the fuck? I'm laying there. He told punches, kicks, and all that. You don't feel it. Mm -mm. But he was just heavy. When you try to do anything else with him. Right. Like when you go to throw him, he's heavy. Well, I mean, I know I could. I couldn't pick his ass up at the time. I wasn't going to the gym. I was probably a buck fifty soaking wet. There was no way I was going to pick his ass up. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I've been in the ring with him several times. I got I got a funny story. Uh, we were here in Paragol at the, the armory, and I think Cowboy was running the show. Sounds familiar. Well, me and Ron Horn had started the Tyron connection. Yeah. And uh, so we uh, we showed up at Paragon. I'm like, are we working? Oh, you're working the asylum. <laughs> did you get Pappy and Psycho or did you get Pappy and Arnaz? I got a psycho on the fence. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be I knew it was gonna be soft, man. <laughs> well we go in there, I go do a few things with them, and all of a sudden I hear Tag Ron! <laughs> Tag Ron <laughs> Okay. I go tag Ron. Ron, give me a tag, buddy. We're killing you. We're killing you, tag. <laughs> I was trying to tag you. Yeah, I know. They weren't going to let you tag. 
And when it fucking rained, you stood in ankle deep water in the goddamn bathroom because it flooded. It leaked in that motherfucker. And the baby faces had to walk all the way around the outside of the building to come in the baby face fucking door. Yeah, I remember that fucking shithole. I got a picture of that fucking building somewhere. Well, I wasn't actually booked on the show, but they... Then they turn around and they call me like class parents and hey, can you come? Yeah. Sure. You're teaming up with Tom White. Oh, Lord. Cool. No problem. Like him. I've always liked Tom. Right. Tommy may have his issues. He may have done his stuff. But I like him. He's a good guy. He's never done me wrong. And I'll never do him wrong. Right. I have no ill will with Tommy Wayne either. He was always good to me, so. Well, this is where my my mouth overloaded my career. Well, there was a couple of ladies there. And I felt like I didn't kind of show off to these ladies. And you may know uh, ODB and Trace Brooks. Yes. Yes. I know them very well. Especially Tracy. So, well, I was like, who are we tagging against? I said, this is where I, I stuck my foot in my mouth. I said, who are we wrestling against? LSD. I'm like, I said, which two of them punks we get here? I said, hey, we could take all three. Well, Tommy looks back at me and he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I turn around. I was like, I ain't scared of you. And they turn around and, and there he goes, well, I can swing up to that kid. So we ended up having a handicap match. I just went out there and I turned around. I was like, oh, I want all three of you boys. Hey, let me tell you something. She was so funny. You're cutting out. How bad? It wasn't bad at first. Like it only happened once, and now you're you're cutting out quite a bit. I don't know if it's because you're moving the phone or if it maybe I don't know. 
We should still be getting Wi-Fi connection back here. Hell, I don't know. I'm in the office. Oh, man. Look at my Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi's on. Yeah, mine's still on. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, that's some bad mofos. Yeah, I mean, so... I, that, that was some crazy stuff. Man. I don't remember a lot of my stuff. Oh, I don't either. I don't remember some of there's there's one match I was refereeing in Newport and the only thing I remember is everything before the chair shot and then after the chair shot the only thing I remember is coming to on the couch and Austin Lane was sitting over across from me him and uh, God I can't remember who the other guy was I think it was Scott Fury I think it was Scott Fury sitting on the couch with with Austin and then I remember Ray coming down the steps going did I kill him is he okay and I'm like I got a headache but I'm good the last words I had a video of this somewhere and I, I think a lot of my tapes got got lost in the last divorce <laughs> because um I played that video back and I didn't remember anything about the night after that chair shot. I don't remember how I got home because I had to drive. It was, it was me. And I think, uh, I think it was just me and my sister that night. I don't even think my mom went with us. And I was, I was probably 16 at the time. And my sister would go to record when my mom didn't. And Ray went to hit the guy and the guy, I think it was Tommy Wayne. And he pulled me in and ducked the chair shot. And as he ducked, he pulled me in and Ray swung way back. And when he hits me, all you hear is it sounds like a shotgun blast. And you hear me go, motherfucker. Bang. And I'm down and I'm like, oh, shit. And I don't remember anything until I came to on the couch. Well, you know, you said something. About what? A chair shot. Yeah. Christian called the other No, God. Hold on. I said, hey, you know your uh, anniversary's coming up. There <laughs> you go. What anniversary? Uh, <laughs> I said, you got your ass knocked off. Right? Yeah. Well, he posted some pictures today. Of him and who at that first call, call me because you're breaking up bad. Okay, give us just a minute, folks. I'm gonna get Titanic on the line here. We're gonna get him back on and we're gonna see if that solves our problem. Let me, while I'm getting him on the line here, I'll get us restarted too. That way, we can have more time to talk. All right, we got uh, we got our connection back here. Titanic is on the phone with me instead of on the uh, Facebook FaceTime. We are going to to continue on here with what 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 is this story time? I guess it's turned into that. It's, it what? It's turned into that. Well, I mean, we were sitting here shooting the shit. Hell, me and you've been on FaceTime for like an hour and something. I, uh, probably we've been on there for like an hour and 20 minutes i think so let's see it <laughs> we were we were i was taking a break from studying and we were just catching up 
And then we started yeah. tell, then we started telling wrestling stories. And I was like, look, we ain't, I ain't podcasted in like two weeks. We need to I ain't done nothing since Fast Lane. This'll work. We can we can throw some shit together real quick. Well, like I was saying, uh he also posted uh some pictures from that first show that we did a couple a few years ago. Yeah, resurrection. <laughs> yeah, the day before the day before he's and uh you sacrilegious bastards <laughs> well he uh I turned around and I posted on it I made a comment on it I said I'm sorry and he put lol it was a it was a good match I turned around and I wanted to really say I didn't want to post it on his Facebook I try to I try to respect people's Facebook and stuff like that but what, I like, what did you want to say? Well, not with that piece of fucking shit that you're in the ring with. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? Uh, Lord Humongous. Oh. <laughs> it is sure the fuck wasn't said. It wasn't the original. It was sure wasn't the one that's in Memphis right now. This one has seems like he has been riding the couch in the love seat in the, in the recliner with a damn belly sticking out farther than his dicky dude. You know, speaking of which, now that I live where I live, I, I tried to reach out to him. I was going to try to get to do a sit-down interview with him for the podcast and for YouTube, and I ain't heard from him. Is he alive? I don't know. He, I had said something. I was talking to Hazel one night. They were talking. I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. And he turned around and he started dogging me out. They turned around and blocked me. I was like, you're not that fucking great. Dude, I don't care if you wrestle Dick Murdoch in WCW. I can care the fuck less. You know, it wasn't me going to him trying right. to get him booked. He came to us. Right. Through me. Exactly. So I'm not even fucked up about him. Yeah, he he asked several times, hey man, you know, anybody that's running shows, he gave us a great deal. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, God damn, it's just, uh, He's not as good as he was back in the day. I'll give him that. When I first met him, he he could really go. Well, he's he's horrible. He's a shit. I, I ain't gonna argue the point. But um, you ain't used. You know how he acted. Yeah, he he didn't act professional. Not really. And, and I'm still kind of I'm still kind of hot with him for no showing the show in Tennessee. That he begged for me to get him booked on. He was supposed to bring what was it, the Lucha, Lucha Pride Championship or some shit. Are you talking about the one for uh, Christian? Christian? Yeah. Yeah, he no showed that one too. No showed that one. <laughs> and he's supposed to be some champion. And I was like, I mean, well, it might be a little toy belt or some shit. But how are you gonna no show somebody when you're always begging people to book you? Bruh. That don't and make no sense. Call. You didn't even call. 
I mean, that's just as bad as Jerry Adams. Jerry Adams is always begging motherfuckers to book him. Always begging motherfuckers to book him against me. And every time somebody books him against me, he tucks his tail between his legs and runs home. So I don't want to hear it. Well, I, I, I ain't never heard of I never heard of him until we started doing that shit. Which one, Jerry Adams? or? Yeah, Jerry. A lot of people had and He ain't nothing but a... I've heard of uh, Gary before, but I think, well, I don't give a fuck. Gary Nation can kiss my fucking hairy ass. Well, I mean, I'd like to have got him on the podcast and talked to him. I'm sure he's got some good stories to share. Uh, I mean, I enjoy, oh, trust me, he has good stories. So me and him would sit back there and talk. Right. And it was pretty cool. But he acted like a little whiny bitch. I still remember the night we were in Corning, Arkansas. When it comes to when between him and Vicks, oh Lord Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I love Vicks today, but I tell you. They they create some fucking drama, I can tell you that. <laughs> you remember the night in Corning when uh, who was it? The the ones that put the ring up put it up wrong? Oh, yeah, they didn't tie the bolts. Yeah, they put them in upside down. That's my brother-in-law. <laughs> Me and Riley were sitting at ringside doing commentary. And uh, Lord Shuma. I was Riley and I was like, oh, shit, the culture body. It was him and Cannon, and they, and they did something, and Cannon took a bump. And the bolt come out, and you looked at me, and I looked at Riley, and I looked back at you, and we both went, what the fuck? All I did is see is the fucking ring collapse. I said, dude, the fucking bolt came out. You said, I don't think any of the fucking bolts are in. We told them, and we all ended up going to lunch <laughs> because they wouldn't listen to us, so we went to lunch. We came back. I had to go up to the ring and tell them, get out of the fucking ring. The ring's broke. Get out. The bolts are coming out. And Cannon's like, what? I was like, bolts are coming out. And Lord Humongous is like, Suspend me, find me something, and I'm like, get out of the fucking ring. I don't care if you're suspended or fine, just get out of the ring. It's gonna break. Yeah, we can get the we got we I mean we got it back together. Just get out so we can put the bolts in it right and fix it. Y'all go wrestle in the fucking crowd. I don't give a shit. Just get out of the ring so we can fix it. And they made me uh, I don't remember exactly what he had me do, but in, I ended up having to, I, I indefinitely suspended him and all this other bullshit, had to back him up to the fucking dressing room and pull him and Cannon apart. And I was like, my God, this, this is ridiculous. Y'all in there in danger. We're just trying to keep you from dying. I mean, I, I was like, you would have this fucking fucking collapse. Oh, that would have been the fucking spot of the night, bro. Well, that'd be one of those that would be like, well... We appreciate everybody coming out tonight. <laughs> and we still would have been out of pocket with all that money because people... Oh, yeah, that was the night where I ended up having to kick uh, Mike out. Yeah, and he ended up hitting somebody's car in the parking lot or some shit. Yeah. Crystal's like, throw his ass out. Tell him to leave. I was like, what are we doing? You're like, just come with me. And I'm like, huh? You're like, just come with me. I'm like, I ain't taking no punches. Yeah, they were drinking and shit outside. I was like, hey, you're just going to have to leave. Y'all been drinking outside. We don't need all that. Okay, no problem. 
<laughs> and now he's like one of the guys. <laughs> right. I remember a show in Newport. I remember Idle Bane was in the ring. And I think it was... I think it was Idle Bane and Rakish. Because we brought, we brought Brian Christopher and Rakishi in. But I can't remember if it was the week before they came in or the week after. But uh, I think it was the week before and somebody said, I don't know if that ring's going to hold his big ass. And they had to reinforce the ring. But Idle Bane broke the ring. Like it snapped. Like the whole damn thing, just the center of it just collapsed in. I never wrestled in Newport. It wasn't bad, but it, it had its moments. We did a big show where we brought in Sonny Siaki and Al Snow at the Newport High School. I enjoyed that. I got to know Al Snow pretty well. Me and him sat back here and shot the shit. He was pretty cool to deal with. Sonny Siaki at the time had been in TNA, and I guess this was, you know, this was after he had left TNA. He claimed he had a deal with WWE, and uh, he had gained quite a bit of weight so he wouldn't wrestle with his shirt off. And he hit me with a power bomb, and didn't bother. I, it wasn't part of it. Nobody, you know, we hadn't talked about it or anything. And so he boots me in the midsection after the match is over. I was the ref. And he picks me up and he says, uh, he says, just go with it. I was like, what? He said, just go with it. Boots me in the midsection. So I, I, I sell over like he kicked me in the stomach like a ref would, you know. And he picks me up, sets me up for a powerbomb. And I don't know what kind of powerbomb. I guess he was trying to hit me with like a razor's edge version of a powerbomb or some shit. Drops me right on my left hip. Right on my left hip. We were in the National Guard Army one night uh, for MCW. And Dog had been working with me about on uh, doing uh, backdrops. Yeah. I was like, I remember when I first started, you said my big tail didn't need to be going up in the air, flying around. Trying this stuff. Well, this was after I turned on. I don't know if I had actually turned on the dynasty. Yeah, it was after I turned on the dynasty, of course. Which was you and White Lot? Me, Lot, and a cowboy. Okay. Well, we're in Prairie And they come to clear the house out. Boom, 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 boom. Well, they get me, and, they, and then I hear Cowboy go, it's time to go for the ride, kid. And I shot up, and I, oh, Lord, it seemed like it took forever to come down. And when I did, I I flipped over, because they knew how I had to get help being flipped over. Right. And I laid it right on my butt. Oh, hell no. I mean, it was like I did a leg drop off the top rope. And let me tell you something. I know it was a botched spot, but I sold that son of a gun like it was the. It ended my ass. <laughs> like Nia Jax landing on her hole. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, man. 
it was great because I tried to do one one night. Uh, I can't remember who was with me, but it was we were wrestling. It was it ended up being Chris and Frankie and me and somebody, and they went to throw me and do in the ropes, and we were supposed to do backdrops. Well, Frankie went to send me off. Well, I didn't flip. Because oh, he didn't twitch my legs like he was supposed to. Right. And I mean, I probably went about 10 foot in the air. I ain't never had that kind of air in my life. And I all of these hear me was like, <laughs> and I just calmed down and I just took a flat face bump. I think in my entire wrestling career, I took one backdrop. And when I hit, boom, and the crowd popped. Oh, I bet. When I popped, I hit. Of course, I came back up, and I ended up on my feet, and I just flipped, flipped right out of the ring. No. Oh. Through the ropes, and I turned around. I was like, I can't be doing that. <laughs> I made a minute one night in Osceola with, uh, I think it was me and Frankie Tucker. And I can't remember who we wrestled. I wish I could. Because we had a great match. Because I remember Frankie, he pretty much walked me through everything. Because I was nervous as fuck. I was like, man, I ain't never worked none of these guys. I ain't never tagged with Frankie. Why am I being put in this situation? You know what I mean? I was normally like the mid-card of Kirk Jerk. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't ever the, the main event guy from MCW. Well, what did Adrian involve? I think so. Because that was right before we all got by ball. No, 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 no. No, let me tell you how that shit went down. No. Because y'all can't work for me. No, it was it was way before that. But yeah, Adrian was involved because this was shortly after I had turned and they had my fucking what happened was originally my Canadian Phoenix gimmick gimmick under the mask was a baby face and me without a mask was a heel and I was with Sam and them. Right. And they had me, they had my damn, my mask gimmick turn heel and me turn babyface all in one night. Okay. And the next week I come back and I was tagging with Frankie and them because when I come out as a babyface without a mask, I got a bigger pop than Derek King did over there. And that's unheard of unless you're the East Coast bad boys. What? And I was getting over and I don't know why I was getting over, but I was getting over. And so they had me tagging with Frankie, and they had Adrian out there, and Adrian was a heel, and then they had him turn babyface. They had me and Adrian in a match that night, the night we ended up getting blackballed because I came work for you, and then I was running my own shows on Saturday nights in Rector. Uh-huh. Me and Adrian were supposed to have a match. The winner of that match was going to get a number one contender shot at the middleweight championship. I don't even know. I don't even remember who the middleweight champion was at the time. But they're 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 sitting back there talking about it, and I hear Lafont say, "Well, fucking Adrian ain't coming next week because they got a they got to go work for so and so, and in Saturday night they're working at that other show in Rector." So we were actually missing two shows because I think Lafont's then was running two shows that that week. I think they were doing the Friday night there, and then the other night at Lepanto or at Luxor. And so they were kind of hot that we were missing two shows, but hell. They, we weren't, you know, we ain't signing no guarantee contract. You're paying us, what, 15 bucks a pop, maybe 10? Right. So why in the fuck am I going to go work somewhere when I can, you know, closer to home and make the same amount or more? Right. So 
that was my logic at the time because I was having to pay my own bills and was living with my girlfriend at the time and we were trying to pay our own bills and shit plus working a shoot job. So I was trying to live long enough to figure out what the hell I needed to do. Anyway, they had me and Adrian <laughs> for a number one contenders match. The winner would get the shot at the middleweight belt. Adrian was originally going to go over me. They found out that Adrian wasn't coming. They had me going over Adrian. And I went in there and I said, Big Daddy, I said, I'm not trying to piss you off. I said, but me and Adrian, neither one are going to be here next week. I said, because we're wrestling at that other show, and then we're wrestling at our own show. I said, because me, Adrian, and Indian, and everybody, we work together to book that show. I said, and we've told you this a month in advance. We always, you know, we always gave them a month's notice. We would do one show. We'd give them a notice when the next show was. Because I would sign the deal on the Armory and Rector the night of the show for the next month. And LaFont says, well, fuck it. He says, we'll figure it out. That night, they had me and Adrian squashed by the handbuckers. It, it went from me and Adrian being number one contenders for the middleweight belt to Adrian going over on me to me going over on Adrian to us getting beat by the hand bones and they rewrote the whole fucking card for, for our section of the card because we weren't going to fucking be there. So we got beat by the hand bones that night, which I have no heat with the hand bones. I always loved working with them. A lot of people didn't, but I did. I mean, I thought they were easy to work with. Right. Some of the easiest fucking matches I ever had. And then, yeah, me, and then the night that I worked, um, I think it was one of your shows at the Lepanto, the gym. Yeah. yeah. We had a battle royal. And East Coast Bad Warriors were in it. And me and somebody else, I don't remember who the guy was that uh, ended up doing the spot with us. But um, me and David, 187. Yeah. We, we get in the ring. And, and, and we're all, the four of us are just throwing people left and right, just throwing them out of the way, just beating the shit out of everybody, throwing them out of the way. It comes down to 187 and Serpent, me and this other guy. And I can't remember for the life of me who was standing to the right of me. But I wish I could. But here we are, me and fucking 187 just popping the shit out of each other. He's hitting me with a right hand. I'm hitting him with a right hand. And we're just beating the shit out of each other and the other dude and Serpent. And then they shoot us off and they hit us with their fucking shit. And the crowd just goes nuts. And then all of a sudden, the tornado sirens go off, and we had to cancel that show. <laughs> yep, that was my show. <laughs> that was the night that you asked me, hey, can you referee? He said, uh, Tasha's got to wrestle. Um, what was her fucking name? Mischief. Yeah, Mischief with the green mist. She, they they got to wrestle because uh, the NWA, I gotta, it's got to be videoed. I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't fucking mind. I don't mind. I'll, I'll grab my shit. I got my ref shit in the bag. And, um, yeah, because they had in order to get their pay from the NWA, they had to, it had to be videoed and sent to them. It had to be videoed, yeah, videoed and sent. And, so, and uh, so the girlfriend I'm with at the time was sitting in the crowd and she's like, are we not leaving? I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to rep this match and then we'll, we'll head out. And she's like, okay. I remember that because on the way home that night, we're driving through, and we get to about Luxora when we get on the interstate. And there's lightning flashing and shit, and the radio's talking about a tornado at Carothersville. I'm like, well, they need to be talking about this motherfucker back at Lepanto that just canceled the show. I said, because it's bad. Because I remember the, the roof of that building felt like it was going to come off. 
Yeah, there was like three tornadoes at the time. Yeah, and I don't He's like, uh, y'all gotta cancel this. And I remember when we all left, we were on our way home, and we I were was like, "Hold on, can my guy? Can can we? Can the girl stay here? I don't care as long as you let the people leave." Right. So all the wrestlers stayed out there and got up in the bleachers and cheered and shit. And cheered during the girls' match, <clears throat> which was a great match. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed reffing that match. I had so much fun. I always had fun reffing for Tasha until she slapped the shit out of me. I always love, I enjoyed working Tasha too. Oh, I know you did. But um, <laughs> we were on the ride home, and, and it's lightning and, and raining and shit, and we're at Luxor, and all of a sudden you hear this real loud noise. And I grabbed my girlfriend's hand, and I said, babe, don't look behind us. And she says, why? And lightning flashes, and you can just see it in the rearview mirror. You can see that fucking tornado coming across the interstate. And I'll never forget that shit. I will never forget that shit. I'm doing probably 110. State troopers are flying past me. You know, I wanted to do something, uh, you know, a year ago. Hold on. Let me restart this, and we'll talk about that. Okay. All right. So we're back. And I was talking about cold ocean water, and I'll just tell everybody why I say I think the water is actually colder in the ocean now than what it was. Because um, I told you this off here about a week, about a week ago on a Friday, we took the kids out of school a little bit early to go down to Mississippi to Biloxi to watch sea turtles be released into the wild, re-released. These guys were not actually a part of the cold front from Texas where the turtles had been saved. Um... Now, we do have some of those that will be being re-released later, but we these were from Cape Cod up in the Massachusetts area yeah. that had um, gotten ill, and they were sent down here to be taken care of by some of our vets down here. And once they were rehabilitated, they would release them back into the ocean into the Gulf of Mexico where they could return home. And so we went and watched it, and I waded out into the water with one of the game wardens <laughs> I lost my boys for a little bit. That water was ice cold. Yeah. You know, it sucked when we went down there because, well, we walked a mile out and we still hadn't had no real water. <laughs> Let me tell you, we took the kids to that same beach not long ago, and you can uh, still walk a mile out and there's no water. So I don't know what the deal is in that area. But when we went to Panama and we spent the weekend in Panama, you walked about a mile out and the water was maybe west waist deep, chest high on me. Right. You know, that's what I was expecting here. When, when me and you came down and we went to the beach in Mississippi, that's what I was expecting and you know, if you go to Biloxi, you get that. Right. But in Panama, man, watch when you're out there and you're and the waves are hitting you. It's not the first one you need to be worried about. It's the second one that you don't see. That's the vicious one. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, you know, I've been out around the ocean for a lot. You know, a lot more than 
mostly going out here. And, well, I'll tell you something else that'll get you if you ain't careful. You ain't, if you ain't seen no thongs in your life before on a woman, lime green thongs, bikinis, <laughs> that'll cause you to get blistered from your elbow to your elbow, from your neck to your butt. <laughs> Uh, I was 18, and we went on vacation, and I was seeing some women out there that I, I ain't never seen before in my life, and I turned around, I, I was looking at my stepdaddy, and I'm like, look, 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 he goes, look, it's okay to look, and just kind of nod where your head is, just kind of show me where it's at. We don't need to do no point, so. <laughs> right? Yeah, the uh, the kids had a blast in Panama. We um, we rented a condo. We took, uh, of course, Jerry and his wife went with us and their kiddos. We rented a condo for the weekend. We had a private little beach area. Thank God we didn't have to deal with any of the other college-age kids that were there for their spring break, which, you know, Apparently, it's getting kind of out of hand down there right now for all the colleges that are going to spring break at different times, which I, I didn't get a spring break. I don't, we didn't get any. I think we got, um, we got, we're not going down for spring break. Right. We got, we got Friday out for Good Friday. We got Fat Tuesday out for Mardi Gras, which was Mardi Gras Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. And yeah. then we got, we were supposed to have the Friday that we went to Panama out, but I had to go to campus for class before we could eat. But that's eh, not bad. But we don't get a we don't get a week long spring break at college. Not at LSU. We we don't get a week spring break, which is weird. I thought we would. I uh, we one like Which I'm fine with because my classes will actually end before the kids' classes do. My classes will end this month in April. Um, I believe they'll end close to like the 20, 25th, 26th, somewhere in that area. And then from what I can tell, I'll get my final grades by like May 3rd or 5th. And, oh. and then the kids will have school all the way up until like the end of May. And I'll get a month to relax and recuperate without having to fight the kids every day while they're still going to school. And Then I got to deal with them all summer. And if I take summer classes, I'll have to deal with them while I'm taking summer classes. The semester will start back up and we'll be hard at it again. Do you really want to do summer classes? No, I really don't think I do. I mean, I need to because I have to take biology one and then I have to take biology two. And if I don't take biology one in the summer, I have to take it in the fall. And then I have to take biology two in the spring, which puts me a little bit behind on my degree program. But I really don't want to take summer classes because the kids will be home. And it's really hard to study when they're home because they want so much of my time and attention. And I get that. And so the weekends that my wife works all weekend, I don't really get a lot of studying done, which sucks because I have a huge exam on Monday uh, for my renewable and natural resources class. And, I'm, you know, I've studied, but I, I'm not going to get as much study time as I would if she was home to give the kids the time and attention they need when 
you know, when I'm studying. And so that throws me off. Man, it's it's been a rough semester. You know, we've had my health issues. You know, I, I got diagnosed with high blood pressure. They've been trying to treat my anxiety and stuff like that. And then I got uh, high cholesterol issues. So I've been having to go to the doctor every so often to get blood work and change medication. <laughs> so between my health issues and then Ashton having his seizure, which uh, we haven't talked much about it. I haven't really come out and said a whole lot on here about it. But uh, our oldest, you know, he had a seizure. He uh, scared the fuck out of me. They had gone to bed. Um, he was laying in bed, going to sleep, I thought. And, you know, I've worked in the medical field for, shit, going on 15 years now. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the living room, and his room is, you know, right next to the door to the living room. And I can hear him in there, and all I can hear is, I thought he was snoring at first. And then I hear, <coughs> like that. And then I hear, and I'm like, is he choking? Well, my wife had called. It was you know time for her to be heading home from work, which was a little later than normal. But she's on her way home, and so I've got her on the phone. And I run in there, and you know my first thought was because he's got a blanket and he's got it all wadded up on his face. I guess he was trying to use it as a pillow or something. Hell, I don't know. But he's got this blanket all wadded up. And I thought, God, he's choking on a blanket. So I yanked the blanket away from his face. And I was like, dude, hey, don't do not do that with your blanket. You're going to end up fucking smothering yourself. And I realized that he's twitching. I'm like, fuck, he's having a seizure. So I immediately grab him, throw him over on his side so that he won't swallow his tongue and choke on his tongue. Get the pillow under his head so he's not hitting the, the railing of the bed and shit. And I hold him on his side until the seizure stops because there's nothing else I can do. Well, I have his sister get up and go grab my phone so that I can tell his mom that he's having a seizure. And uh, she says, what? I said, just turn your flashers on, get the fucking gas and get here. You know, my wife's an RN. I've been a CNA for years, and a lot of people don't realize that CNAs do a lot of the same shit nurses do. We don't hand out medicine and give shots. We do a lot more than, than just wiping ass and taking care of people. We, we're there, and we see the changes, and we administer a lot of the care, too. And I've dealt with seizures before. I've dealt with them hundreds of times. Hell, I've had seizures myself that were brought on from you know, traumatic head injuries and things like that. But... I had never seen one of my kids have a seizure, and I'm not a very, I don't get emotional anymore. I guess I've grown numb to things. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll be 32 this year, and I've seen more death than I should have seen in my lifetime. I've been around things, you know, that have made me really numb to things, so I don't cry over every little thing, but I got really... I got really beside myself because there was nothing I could do for him. And I could tell that something was wrong because when he woke up from the seizure, it's almost like he had a stroke. Yeah. And I've never, you know, and I've been around people that have had seizures and would get up and walk off like nothing ever happened. But he rolls over after the seizure and sets up and it's like he's had a stroke. 
He's slurring his words. He could barely say my name. He could barely say his name. When he got up to walk, he was leaning and lopsided. And I was like, son, just sit down and rest a minute. You know, we, we're going to we're gonna take you and get you checked out. And, um, you know, with COVID going on, they won't let more than one person into the hospital with them. And so I didn't get to go, which we had the five kids, you know, the other four kids here at the house. So I had to stay with them anyway. So I was a nervous wreck at home, biting my nails, waiting on news. She took him, went straight to the hospital. And God rest her soul. She's the best woman I've ever met. She's just as bad as my grandmother. She doesn't believe in taking a day off from work. Um, she had to work. I think she worked three days in a row that I think it was on the weekend. Yeah, it was a Friday night when it happened. But uh, she had worked all day that day. She'd pulled like a 14-hour shift instead of a 12-hour shift because she pulls 12s, but she pulled a 14 because they were – I don't even remember what happened. But she ends up taking him to the hospital. They stay at the hospital until down there midnight running tests and trying to figure things out. Find out that he's got a uh, tumor, about a centimeter-sized tumor on his head, on his brain. And uh, so they immediately want to do blood work, and EEGs, and all this other stuff. It's brain tests and things like that. And they immediately want to send him to Children's Hospital. And so she's been in, into New Orleans to Children's Hospital and, and different things with him. And they're they're still not sure exactly what caused the seizure. There's, there's you know, and I guess there's probably no way of really knowing what caused it, but. Um, they're saying the tumor is non-cancerous, thank God. And, um, you know, they're going to monitor it and keep an eye on it. And if it grows, they may have to do something about it. But, uh, right now, they're not going to do anything about it because it's, it's actually smaller than what you would want it to be anyway. So hopefully it's not growing. Hopefully it just stays that size. Um, he's going to be all right. Oh, yeah, he's going to be all right. Now, I know I watched the video the other night. There's a couple guys trying to act like grown-ass men. That chair was procrastinating so bad. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, are y'all going to eat this? I just sitting there, y'all are sitting there just talking, and Jerry just sitting there just extending the conversation. Let Okay. Look, you, you, you can talk shit all you want. You say you, you can say we were procrastinating. Let me just set the scene for everybody that has not seen this video and everybody that has. We had gone out to lunch that day. Me, him, and his wife and my wife, we had all gone out to eat at one of our favorite restaurants to have lunch. Something that I don't get to do often enough because of classes. Luckily, it was on the day that I didn't have classes, so we were able to catch lunch. He's offshore for two weeks at a time, so sometimes we don't get to hang out for you know two to three weeks, depending on what his hitch is while he's out offshore. So we get together. We go over to our favorite restaurant, and we have lunch. I have this big Cajun Alfredo pasta, big bowl of it, huge bowl, huge bowl. He has a burger and fries, and I think he even ate part of his wife's burger because she couldn't finish it or something. I don't know. But anyway, we have a full stomach from lunch still. He comes over, and me being me, you know how I am. When people come over, I like to throw some shit on the grill and grill. So, I, you know, the wife bought me a new grill, and I wanted to try it out. So I fired up the grill. I grilled some chicken and some steaks and stuff.
And uh, we ate before we did that pocket chip challenge. And we also recorded another video that will be going up probably next week where we did a spicy – or not a spicy, but a sour challenge with the kids. So we had a shit ton of sour candy on our belly too. We were full. We were stuffed. We had lunch and sour candy and dinner. Like everything we had for dinner and lunch was in there. So we're already full past the point of being miserable. Then we sat down and we're, we're debating before we even go on camera about do we really want to do this tonight? And we're trying to get uh, our friend Jose, our little Puerto Rican friend Jose, who says he's going to do the, the, the death nut challenge with us to you know let us know when he wants to do that because he's wanting to eat a gummy bear too so we've got him a gummy bear waiting just like i've got yours here waiting but um you know we're waiting on him if he would have messaged we'd have probably done the death nut challenge that night instead which i don't think would have been near as bad the peanuts to me aren't that bad i like peanuts so it's not bad dude we could smell the heat and the stink of the peppers and everything on this chip before we even opened the plastic wrapper that the fucking chip was. I'm gagging just thinking about it. And I had a full stomach and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he's like, dude, let's just do it. Let's let's turn the camera on and let's get started. And then the camera comes on and he's talking and I'm like, the longer he fucking talks, the longer this video is. And the less time we have to keep this in our fucking mouths. It was hilarious. I'm like, dude, just talk for 20 minutes. We'll put the chip in our mouth. And then one of us can win. We can cut it off. And we can act like we held that damn thing for an hour. And just nobody will know. And he turns around and he goes, uh, some of y'all are thinking I'm procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. It don't help that our wives are sitting there poking the bear either. Yeah, I mean, I can hear, I can hear giggling. Yeah, they're they're sitting there making faces and, and whispering comments like they don't, you know, they don't want to get on camera. They don't want to be seen doing any of the challenges. They won't do any of them with us, but they will joke and, and poke the bear while we're sitting there suffering. And when when we did the toe of Satan, we had a house full of people. Um, Christine, one of the girls that works with my wife and his wife came over. She wanted to see the challenge because she'd seen the first one we did and she wanted to be there and actually see us do it and see how we did it. If we were faking it or if we were really doing it. And I was like, no, there's no faking. There's there's no faking this pain. There's no faking the hell we go through. And, And so we had... Christine was here, uh, Lorraine and Bobby, which is Lorraine is another nurse that works with the wives, um, and Bobby, you know, is her husband. But man, we had a house full of people and, and everything, and we did the toe of Satan, and I was proud of myself. But I'll tell you right now, and, and I've said this to you off, you know, off audio. I went to school the next day after doing that toe of Satan, and I couldn't talk. It hurt. My throat hurt so bad from swallowing that that I couldn't talk the next day. I went to class, and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I was retarded last night. <laughs> 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 
and, and when we did when we did that that chip I don't know how people swallow it. Nah, I heard it was dry and stuff like that. Dude, my tongue shriveled up. That's great. I'm serious. If you're listening right now and, and you do the same thing, stick your tongue out and touch it. It's wet. Okay? I think what he's trying to tell you, uh, go to YouTube, get on Wrestling Local, <laughs> and look it up. <laughs> Wrestling with the locals, the one chip pocky chip challenge. It was a biatch. That was hard. I was watching I was, when you popped that video up. Ooh. I was actually watching a video of us going live on YouTube. Oh god. Uh and we had Riley calling him. Yes. Yes, I remember that. I was watching that the other day myself. Oh my god. <laughs> We're idiots. <laughs> always have been, always will be, right? But man, when I put that thing in my mouth, it dried my tongue out, it dried my mouth out. I couldn't swallow. I swallowed the first half of it and then I started chewing the rest of it. And between the burning it and the dryness, you couldn't swallow. And you know me, I'm a texture. I can't handle the texture. I, I like bananas. I'll eat banana pudding, but I can't eat a whole banana because the texture of it makes me gag. Whoa, how was the pie? Oh, the pie was fucking great. Did you not watch the whole video? Nah, I didn't watch it all. I didn't, look, y'all had me laughing at the time. Y'all was like, well, you bit a couple... I mean, the the chip didn't stay in your mouth very long. Dude, I felt like Randy Orton. I felt like a demon was coming out my ass. And then he turned around and he started drinking. Oh, yeah. He needs to make sure if he ain't around, he needs to make sure that belt's around so I can take it back with me. Because... Well, he is, it still makes it real easy for me to be able to come out on top of that. You're doing the gummy bear. This was you talking yeah, about. Yeah, he only lasted what forty something seconds on the gummy bear. Yeah, I think he lasted a little bit longer than that. I can't remember. I mean, we've got it wrote down somewhere. We kept a record of all of it. Well, you might as well just go look. It ain't very. It wasn't very long. Let me tell you. I have to go. If I got to go a couple of minutes, might as well go ahead and just call a damn ambulance because I'll go ahead and I'll there and let it kill me before I, you know, I give up and I take that bell home. I'm telling you, that gummy bear, bro, is dangerous. I've seen a guy eat two of them. I don't know how he done it. He had to attack. It's not even the gummy bear that hurts when you bite into it. Yeah, but you got to chew it. Yeah. You can't swallow it whole. Well, you should. It's just going to hurt. You'd have to have a drink. Yeah. And, and after you swallow it whole, when it starts to digest, that's when you'll have your problem. Because when that starts to digest, it's going to burn a hole through your fucking stomach lining. Well, what's worse is going to happen you shit. Uh, <laughs> something because I'm just telling you right now man that gummy bear was a bitch I had that gummy bear stuck in my teeth the next day I didn't even realize it until the next day 
I do. I get a kick out of it now because I ain't never seen two grown ass men go through milk like y'all do. Man, we drunk a half a gallon between the two That's of us. That's a weird looking gallons of milk that y'all got down there. It is. I ain't never seen a jug like that. That's weird ass shit. But uh, we drunk a half a gallon. And we both ate uh, a piece of pie. I actually, I got some pie in the fridge. Now that you mentioned it, I think I'm going to go eat me another piece. But I guess, uh, unless you're... I, I am The sour challenge, let me let me touch on that. That wasn't bad at all. Well, I like sour. You know, I'm good with some sour. And I used to be good with hot. Like, I could eat, like, fireballs like crazy. Them fireball jawbreakers? Yeah. Man, I could eat them like crazy. I could eat them all day long. Now I can't stand shit. I'm sitting here eating this hot shit, and I'm like, my God, I'm going to die. And see, the bad thing was Jerry had a cut in his mouth. Oh. He had a cut in his gum when we did the pocket oh. chip. He swallowed it some bitch. If I had not spit it out, if I had not spit it out, I think I would have retained. But, man, it was just horrible. It was getting on my damn, it was getting on my damn vocal cords. It was getting on my damn, it was horrible. I could just feel it all in my mouth. I was like, oh, it's got to go. I can't, I can't swallow it. It's got to go. I swallowed half of it, and then I started chewing the other half, and I was just like, it's not going down. And then I started gagging, and then I started trying to swallow, and then I was like, man, it's just not going down. I bet if I'd have had some queso, it would have went down. I bet if yeah, I'd have had some, uh, some queso dip on that bitch, it went down. Yeah, that's, that's something else. But It's dry as hell. Yeah, it was. Ugh. Nah, I, uh, we got the Death Nut Challenge 3.0 we come up next. Um, we actually, I've been looking at. Uh, they have some spicy nerds. It's like a tube of terror kind of thing. Spicy nerds. I'm thinking we may do those, and then they have. Uh, you remember the pixie stick powder? Yeah. They have some spicy that. No, we're not going to snort it. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. I've had somebody the other day, we were talking about doing the pixie stick powder. They were like, you got to snort it. I was like, no, I don't snort shit. Thanks. Nope. I'll lick it. I'll stick a spoonful of it in my mouth or something. But, oh, no, not snorting. Hey, uh, I thought I stuff out there and, uh, you got five minutes. Anybody asked me, but I figured I'd help them out a little bit. This case, someone here that's around the area wants to go to the show and stuff. But, uh, April 17th, Redeem Wrestling. And why Mississippi at the Live Family Life Center? It don't show me a time. It just shows me a match, but. Uh, champion Mike Reels is going against the CEO Ron Horn and Ron is Jack. Ron's been working out hard. And uh, also, 
you got to see it every party in the Memphis area. If it don't show up on there, you can go to YouTube. It's Championship Wrestling from Memphis. It's really, I, I really like it. I mean, you see some guys that you know. They're getting seen. They're getting seen. You know, um, Dustin announced it today that CW30 Memphis is the most watched CW channel of all of them. That's awesome. And uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's great. I mean, people are getting saved. And you know, I hope something works out for it. I'll still wrestle today. And uh, Derek got smacked upside the head by uh, oh, uh, Nicky Lane. And then he grabbed Nicky Lane while then Austin Lane showed up. So I think they're fixing to work their way to an Austin Lane Derek King match. I mean, it's a pretty good show, man. The Crawleys are really good. Are they on the CW Memphis Wrestling? Yes, they are. The Crawleys are on there. Aaron Robertson, Zay Washington, they're really good. They're called the Young Goats. Um, the Skim Horns are on there, which we knew them by Lethal Injection. Right. Um, Precious is on there. Cassandra Gold's on there. Um, there's some other girls that are on there. Um, see, Alan was on there. Derek, uh, Johnny Dawson, um, Norman Meklagoff is on there. Brad Michaels. I mean, there's a bunch of guys. Some guys I don't know. I never know knew of Ryan uh, Rembrandt, but he's pretty decent. Well, uh, the posse is on there. I know there's a lot of indie shows going around these days, and I don't know where they're all at. But those are, you know, redeemed wrestling. We definitely want to plug them guys. They do a great, great thing, and Ron is in great shape. But uh, I guess, you know, WrestleMania is next week. We'll try to get together for that and record a little bit for that. But I guess this is going to be our last piece of audio for the day. I'm going to add it in. We'll probably, like you said, split some of it up a little bit and do two episodes instead of one. Sir, we've been on the phone for two hours. And then we were on... FaceTime for about an hour and a half. And it's cutting us off. So, ladies and gentlemen, for Titanic, I have Gabriel Devine.